This is the Firearms Trainers Podcast, Season 2, Episode 10, published on November 8th, 2021. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Today, our topic will be Legends of Instruction. Our podcast is part of the ConcealedCarry.com network, brought to you by XS Sites, the best sites made in the USA. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off from your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by the team at Mountain Man Medical. Responsible fire instructors have trauma medical gear on the range and are trained to use it. Mountain Man Medical provides the highest quality name brand medical gear on the market at a guaranteed lowest price. Check out the Wind River Kit especially designed for firearm instructors to have at the range. The Yellowstone is perfect to have on your belt or in your bag anywhere you go. Learn more at mountainmanmedical.com and scroll to the bottom and click on available discounts to learn how firearm instructors can save 15% off the already guaranteed lowest prices on the market. And don't forget to click on the training link to take the emergency trauma response video course for free. Get the right gear and the right training at the best price anywhere on the mountainmanmedical.com. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Hanny Mahmood. Welcome, Hanny, and thanks for coming on to the show to uh, share your knowledge with our audience. Uh, it, it's a pleasure to be here. Good. Um, <laughs> well, for those... Uh, Listeners who didn't catch you on episode 117 on season one, can you give uh, our listeners a little bit of your background and what brings you here today? Um, let's see. I'm in my, um, I, I, I kind of lose track. I, I think I'm in my, I'm in my 22nd year now uh, in law enforcement. And um, uh, I, I did um, 17 years, uh, you know, uh, full time of, of real work. And then uh, I spent uh, not not quite six years, a few months short of six years uh, full time at uh, an academy as a as a range master and firearms instructor and and so on. Um, And um, so that that's um, that that's that's my professional background. Um, And, you know, I, I I. went and got a master's degree in criminal justice and, and then decided to go become a cop. So, <laughs> so I, I kind of did it backwards for most of my peers, but in some ways that was a good thing. I, I entered into it in, in, in my late twenties. And, uh, that way, um, I think I was uh, in some ways, uh, better prepared mentally for it. And, uh, had a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a big picture view, but, um, uh, so that's, that's the, 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 the one side, the other side of, of, uh, instructing, um, I started instructing, uh, very early in my career. I was lucky that my boss was encouraging. And, um, and so I actually became an instructor and a, a firearms instructor, believe it or not, within, uh, I think, I think it was within my first year and a half on the job. And, uh, uh, Texas, I, I, they, they likely still have a rule. They used to have a rule like you, you couldn't, you couldn't go into instructor school until you'd been on for at least three years and so on. But they had a, uh, uh, like a waiver that if you had an advanced degree that, that didn't apply to you. 
So like, the, the whole master's degree thing, not, not that it was, I don't know, not that it, it actually, it helped the, the, you know, being good at that. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, I went to basic instructor school in, in my first year. Um, and so that, that was, um, that was really cool. And, uh, so I started instructing really early and, you know, early on, you're basically not teaching anything. You're, you're, you're just basically doing, you're, you're qualifying officers Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you're doing it safely and, and you're slowly going, you know, um, getting more confident and, uh, telling, telling them how to do things differently. And these are, you know, it's hard to do mentally early on. I think it's a confidence thing. Because, you know, these people have many, many years on you. And um, um, uh, at some point, you you realize that um, uh, the mantle of authority of me being in charge of the range, you actually have to put on that mantle and, and actually wear it and n- know that you have it and, and use it wisely and so on. So uh, there's lots of things that you know, I kind of allowed to happen very early on that I, I wish, you know, that I hadn't, but nothing bad happened as a result of it. And I grew into it. And then I started instructing, um, you know, in the private sector um, uh, for, for, you know, for a couple of different people. Um, but um, then I formed my own training company, had that for, I don't know, about seven or eight years. Um, then as I got busier in the late, you know, 2000s early 20 teens I, I i i went ahead and closed it down because i i promoted to a level where I, I i just didn't i i did not have time and um uh then you know when i started instructing full-time at an academy i was like well i i, I no longer want to instruct in my off time mm-hmm. but uh but starting a you know i think i think it was uh probably two and a half years ago or so uh, Steve Moses, who, um, you and you and I know, um, I think you've had him on your show. Yep. We've and, had him uh, on the show for Palisades yeah, training and, uh, group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And matter of fact, matter of fact, I instructed a class for Palisades training group, um, uh, a week and a half ago, okay. uh, 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 a revolver only class. There you go. So Steve has me do some of those, um, um, uh, I don't want to use the word arcane, but you know. So some of those skills that uh, there aren't that many uh, people teaching that, uh, teaching it, and so I, uh, I I do that class for him probably you know probably a little bit more often than once a year, and um, that and finally um, as I have um, more time now I um, and mostly at Steve's prompting I I I I decided to do more instruction and I uh, form form my new company and. Um, you know, I haven't put up a website yet and, uh, but, um, it, it's all done and the paperwork's done filed with the state and all that. And, uh, it, it will be have gun will travel. There you go. Well, that's, yeah. uh, gives you a quite a bit of background, a draw upon because our topic this week is going to be legends of instruction and the people, those instructors that have come before us, uh, some that may be still alive and some of them, quite mm-hmm. frankly, you know, might've been passed away for a long time and, uh, want, want to really kind of dive into that because as we've got new instructors, as, uh, you know, new tools come about, there's a lot of stuff that's just the same. 
you know, we've got a pistol yeah. and whether it's a revolver from the 1920s and thirties, or whether it's a, um, you know, revolver from the seventies or the early, you know, uh, sing, double action, single action, semi-automatics are all the way to the modern striker fire. There's still a lot that's the same between all those uh, guns. And, you know, when you're using them, um, knowing, knowing these legends and what they taught can be uh, really useful. So do you have a list of top three or four legends that we can yeah. talk about? Yeah. You know, I gave it, uh, I gave it some thought over the last couple of days and I, I, I picked, um, I, uh, I, I picked four and, um, uh, they're, they're, they're all people that I trained with. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, you know, it's tough speaking second or third hand about, uh, people, um, with any, uh, sense of, you know, honesty, I think. And so, uh, luckily, uh, I, I, I trained with a lot of people over the years, uh, and, you know, did lots, lots and dozens and dozens of classes over the last, you know, 20, 25 years or so. And, um, and so the, you know, I, the, the people we'll discuss are, there, there's certainly legends in the field. And fortunately I trained with, with, um, with, with all the ones I'm going to talk about. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of, um, training with an instructor at least twice. If you, if you went and trained with them and you went that, that was really good. Um, then I'm a fan of training with them at least twice because mm-hmm. even sometimes, even if you take the exact same class, you will, you will pick up stuff you didn't the first time and, uh, and so on. And to really get a sense of, uh, uh, their method or what they bring. And so, uh, fortunately, uh, I, I had the opportunity to train uh, with them, um, so, you know, at least twice, some some several times more. Uh, you, you want the list or should I just start with one? Go, go with your first one. Who's the top of your list? Um, uh, and uh, uh, in, in, no, in no particular order, as they say, um, um, John Farnham. So, um, John Farnham was like the second, you know, real firearms instructor, uh, that I went paid money out of my pocket and, um, and, uh, and took a class from, um, um, and, uh, John Farnham, uh, is really a giant in our field and he he has been in in the business of training people pretty much as long as there has been um firearms training for non-military or non-law enforcement so you know he goes back to the 70s and uh you know instructing um on the road so to speak and he's been doing that for decades. Yeah, he's been traveling. I know he comes through Ohio probably once or twice a year, and I've uh, been seeing classes with him. Unfortunately, I just haven't been able to get my schedule to uh, free me up on those weekends. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I I I, um, uh, I recommend you do, and it's and it's not just um, it's it's not just like uh, you know like to check a box. It's not just for that way. I can say that I trained with that person. Um, 
Well, John, um, he, he's 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 really a knowledgeable instructor and ha- has made this his his um, you know his life um, for for decades now. So the things that he has uh, experienced, known, seen, come and go, uh, would you know would fill would fill volumes. Um, and so it, you know that's not necessarily what you want to go there for but when you go to his class whatever that it is essentially uh you're getting a distillation of decades and decades of 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 information of for, he he i that he learned that he developed that he uh picked up what have you uh mm-hmm. and um and um uh, uh i i i i see him um, uh, when I go to, um, uh, Tom Givens, who we, we will talk about later, uh, when Tom Givens does his uh, tactical conference okay, and that, that, that is my opportunity to run into John Farnham and, um, and, uh, I'll, I'll give you probably the thing that sticks out in my mind most is that like when you go to the tactical conference and as we were talking earlier about the guardian conference, you know, mm-hmm. you, you look at, uh, you look at, well, what instructors are, are up, uh, what, what, what's available, you know, you're looking at the schedule. It's like, well, what, what, you know, what's going on between one and three, uh, today, you know? So there, there's classes going on all the time, be they, uh, shooting or classroom. Um, and when you walk into a classroom and, and, and John Farnham, is sitting there as a student and he's got his notebook and, you know, and he's taking notes and he, he he's listening to the information. And the first time he sat in, you know, in a class I was teaching, you know, uh, <laughs> a little intimidating you know, to, quote, to quote the Irish, I was a little gobsmacked. So, you know, uh, but that's the thing about him is that he, you know, the guy, the guy, the guy has never stopped uh, in the sense of, well, now I know everything. And I know a lot of instructors who are like that. So, and I, that's not a that's not a, a, a redeeming trait in my mind. So that's the thing that sticks out most about him is that he's always hunting, he's always searching, and he is. And when you go and train with him, that's that's what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, well, that's uh, neat. I, I trained with him, um, uh, Carbine. And, um, and I took a, a shotgun instructor course from him many years ago. And, uh, the, the other thing I like uh, about him is, um, uh, pretty much every time I run into him, he is carrying a different hanger. Hmm. And, 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 and his rationale is because he's an instructor. So this, you know, it's not his thing to have a favorite. It's, I remember maybe 15 years ago, uh, uh, you know, I ran into him and he was carrying a, a Beretta compact PX4. Well, it had come out. So he was evaluating it. He was carrying it. He was shooting with it. He was instructing with it. Um, I remember, uh, you know, a couple of years later, I ran into him and he was, car- he was uh, shooting a SIG 250, the, you know, kind of the precursor to the 320. Yep. And I remember asking him, uh, I said, John, um, so what, what, what do you think of that SIG 250? And he looked at me and goes, oh, it's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 
um, things like that. Um, so, um, a very interesting, very erudite fellow, very well read. Uh, do not be surprised if he breaks out into some Victorian poetry on break. Uh, that's interesting. It, it is and unexpected, uh, for those who are not used to it. Uh, but, um, wisdom is where you find it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I, I like about, um, the classes I've seen John come through Ohio with is he also brings his wife, uh, Vicki Farnham with him. Yeah. So not yeah. only do you get, um, John's knowledge and such, but most of the time Vicky's teaching a, a women's class or ha- assisting him in an AI yeah. function, which, uh, you know, really allows you to relate to a broader audience. Uh, it, it really does. And, and I think, you know, he was, do- you know, a, I think that's a function of their relationship, uh, which is, you know, cool, but you know, the, he, he, that, that was an asset before it was cool to have as an asset. So. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So do you, who do you have for uh, your next one in mm-hmm. no particular order? Uh, oh, um, in no particular order. So I think next <laughs> is what started our original conversation, uh, and that would be um, uh, Louis Arbuck. And uh, uh, he, uh, he, he, he passed on. He is uh, no longer with us. Uh, and um, he, he instructed for... Uh, I don't know. I, I'd say probably a good solid uh, 30 years. Um, he, he was uh, South African and um, uh, came to the United States. And um, I think with the help of Jeff Cooper and and uh, uh, became established and instructed at Gunsight and instructed at Gunsight, you know, on and off for a long, long time. And um, um you know, then he had his, uh, his company was called, uh, Yavapai, uh, which is, you know, if you're from Arizona, you're familiar with the term. It's a native American term there. And uh, matter of fact, I think there's a Yavapai County from in Arizona. Got to think back to high school. Um, and, um, yeah, he taught, uh, 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 a lot of really good classes. Also, uh, one of the, you know, consummate road warriors, so to speak, you know, always on the road. Um, you know, the back of his pickup truck was, you know, every imaginable kind of steel target and you know, everything that he needed. And, um, and, um, you know, taught handgun, carbine, shotgun, um, and, you know, and, and other stuff on, on, on demand. And I, I, I trained with him, uh, shotgun, both, both, you know, both times I trained with him. And, um, uh, that, that was, a, a that was an instructor that I, I really learned a lot from. So, um, you know, to, 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 you know, this day that when I'm teaching shotgun, I am I'm, I'm finding like, when I think about it, that there's very little that I'm teaching that I didn't get from him about, you know, running a shotgun. Mm -hmm. There's some other things that I picked up from other people. Um, but, uh, again, having taken, you know, uh, two day classes or three day classes with him. And, you know, I did two of them. Uh, I, I got probably the best grounding in that. I think possible things. It's, a lot of things have changed in terms of, um, you know, the ammunition has improved a lot or, you know, there's, um, more, um, semi-auto options now, 
Mm-hmm. But other than that, um, it, it's you know, it's 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 pretty much the same. Um, and so I, I learned a lot from him. Uh, mm-hmm. it, really interesting guy. Um, you know, he uh, he he had the driest wit imaginable. Uh, <laughs> and, and to put it that way would be an understatement. I mean, we're talking Sahara dry and, uh, well, well, maybe in his case, Kalahari dry. So, um, uh, you know, sometimes he'd say something and you weren't quite sure whether that was a joke or not, <laughs> but, uh, it, but I think the point of it all was that it stuck with you. So, um, um, the reason, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think of him, you know, as, you know, kind of a, uh, one of the instructor legends is for me, what, uh, I got most from him was still to this day, probably the best instruction I ever took that angles were very important in that, uh, the, your opponent will not likely look like they do on a target on a backer 90 de- you know 90 degree angle mm-hmm. right and uh a- as soon as we finished um doing you know what i he considered necessary like um you know uh checking to see you know if, if your shotgun is hitting where it needs to be hitting um you know I hate to use the word sighting in, but, but essentially that, um, after that, those targets kind of disappeared. So, mm-hmm. you know, once, once he, you know, we, we got that done. Um, the only time we did that again was essentially when he was teaching how to pattern, uh, the shotgun that, you know, as the range increased, Mm-hmm. And for you to be, for each person to be aware of how their particular shotgun performed with their particular ammunition, because he thought that that was a critical thing you needed to know. So those are pretty much the only two instances uh, of, you know, just shooting on paper that is directly looking at you and so on. After that, everything was, uh, it could be steel, it could be um, the, the paper, um, you know, the, you know, the targets had uh, angles on them. So, um, you know, there's, um, I wish I knew the name of the target, but it's one that I, you know, still use where, you know, the, 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 the bad guy in the gun basically has the gun across his chest and he's kind of looking at you, not quite, not over his shoulder, but kind of almost parallel to the shoulder. And, uh, a simple thing like that, 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 you know, when you first put that target up, in front of somebody, they, they immediately aim for the center of the chest. Well, that that's not center of, of, um, vitals. vitals yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, they, that, that way that was always stressed. And, and I, I you know, and, and then I, now I, I, I never forget that. And I always stress it. And, um, uh, th- the whole thing of angles and movement, uh, he he was really interested and convinced that 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 that's what made the difference is being is being aware that you know angles and 
distance and movement and bobbing and all those things really complicate the firing solution in 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 real life, so to speak. Um, so that's what you spent a lot of your time doing, and um, and the uh, you know I think he was very innovative in that area. At the same time, he would tell you um, that. Uh, I, I, I got this from a, a really old book. <laughs> so um, there were a lot of, know, a lot of things are just, uh, you know, updated to modern, you know, pictures or modern uh, way of saying yeah. things, but it's the same, same thing. I mean, for when you bait, when you break things down to, with firearm and self-defense, the whole object is to go along, get the gun between you and, and the bad yeah. person and, you know, get and stop the threat. And whether um, that was, you know, back in the cowboy days or whether it's, uh, you know, modern striker fires, guess what? It's that's the, yeah. the basis of it, that everything's built. He had, on. A, he had a target that um, I, I can't remember what it was called, but it was uh, it was metal and it basically had three rails on it. And so he would have a rope in each hand. So one of the targets was stationary and they were it, it basically had three sets of rails on it. So there was one cardboard in the middle then that wasn't moving but the other two were moving so one of them's not in the middle and the other two are moving constantly and he would control that with rope and and it that that was one of the very few times in training when he put you to the test that i actually uh, got tunnel vision like it stressed me out enough that i i got i, I got you know the world just went whoop. Mm -hmm. um uh, and you know, that's only happened to me in training once or twice. Uh, and, and that was one of them. And, um, and I was talking about the target and how he did it and all that. And then he looked at me and goes, yeah, you know, I found that in a, in a, in a Swiss book on archery. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that, that even crosses a lot of, a lot more yeah. disciplines there. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, he'd work in, you know, he, he was very good at working in tactics with the marksmanship part together which oftentimes you really can't it's hard to do mm -hmm. but he did and um so I, I i really enjoyed um uh i enjoyed training with him i enjoyed learning from him and i find myself saying uh you know the the, the same things sometimes uh about particular you know um problems or how you 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 see something explain something or um the concept, so to speak. And, um, the, the, you know, it's an inconsequential memory, but it's mine. Uh, and it's, um, the first time I met him, um, it was at a class and it was, it was in, it was in Dallas. And, uh, you know, at the very beginning he said, okay, uh, you know, everybody, it was, it was only a 25 yard bay. And he said, okay, everybody, uh, pick the position of your choice. I got regular targets down there. I just want you to shoot a three shot group with whatever slugs you brought. And um, looking back on it, I think that that was like kind of like, you know, kind of like, you know, when you, you go to a guided hunt and the guide goes, uh, yeah, let's uh, check your zero. Well, he's doing two things. He's wanting to make sure you have zero. But two, he also wants to see how you can shoot. Mm -hmm. It's a twofold thing. And I think looking back on it, that, that's what he was doing. So he could see, you know, what, what he had ahead of him. And, uh, so, uh, you know, at the time I, I carried, uh, a Benelli M1 and I carried, uh, Brennicke slugs and, uh, 
you know, it, it was a, it was a excellent combination. And, uh, so, you know, I shoot the first round and, you know, I, it just center punches exactly what I want to hit. And then I shoot the second round and it, 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 it cuts the first round and it, it's beautiful. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to impress this man. And, you know, I'm lining up and I'm about to trip the third round of, you know, the world's best three shot slug group. And then this voice from on high says, hey, don't waste ammunition. <laughs> like okay damn it it was gonna be perfect but um that, that that's a good memory <laughs> always a uh, always practical too if they're if yeah, they're shooting yeah. well why For waste sure. the ammo yep yeah well who do you have next on your list oh uh before we leave that, oh, okay um uh louis is gone but um you know um he um wrote uh, for those who used to read uh, Swap Magazine, his his column was the the back page. It was the the back page of you know the issue, and um, and that was his that was his column. He occasionally you know wrote articles and stuff, but that that was his that that was basically his stuff. And um, they're all compiled uh, in in a couple of different volumes, and they're available. And I think. Uh, I think two of them I checked earlier today are free uh, on Amazon if you have a Kindle. So I immediately downloaded them because this is, you know, I'm looking forward to reading them again because some of this stuff, I, you know, I, I read it when he wrote it in 1996 or something and I really haven't seen it since. And um, so um, there's, uh, uh, so he's got both. You can read his columns. And he's got a, a book uh, that he uh, called, uh, 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 and he didn't have a lisp. It was uh, called Hit or Myth. And uh, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's not very long, but it talks about those problems. Angles, movement, uh, how do you set it up? How do you teach it? Uh, the importance of training that, um, you know, and, you know, heresy for, you know, a dude who, instructed a gun site, you know, front site, front site, front site, front site, everything. And then he just asked the question, he goes, how do you track a moving target if you're focused on your front site? Uh, oh, <laughs> hadn't thought of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. And that, that you know, he, he wrote that over 30 years ago um, that, you know, some people think they're discovering now. So, um, so that I, I just wanted to mention that uh, before we, you know, leave him is that, uh, you know, uh, a lot of his material is available and really for not much money. Um, yeah, I just um, so. Googled or just uh, looked on Amazon. He's got uh, mm -hmm. several, about half dozen books that are uh, out there. You know, some he's uh, wrote with uh, Jeff Cooper and uh, other uh, well-known instructors. And yeah, um, yeah it's. Uh, and the compilation of his columns and the, and the, and that hit or myth one is, um, is, um, is uh is 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 really good it's um uh yeah there you go yep that'll be something good to add to show notes for everybody yes sir that'll be real good okay. um so um so how about we, we we'll do we'll do uh one you can train with one you can't so now we're back to one you can train with and okay. that'll be tom Givens. so yeah. tom Givens. um um, is a well-known instructor, but 
you know, he is not as well known as, you know, probably even Louis Arbuck or, you know, certainly not like Jeff Cooper or, or Clint Smith or, uh, but, um, but he, he, he is a, he's an excellent instructor. And fortunately I've, I've gotten to train with him uh, many, many times. And the first time I trained with him, I think I had exactly one year on the job. That's how long ago. And so the fact that I, I, you know, I took a shotgun instructor from him, you know, uh, two and a half, three years ago to me is amazing. Cause you know, he, he doesn't just bracket my career. He was at the beginning of it. He was in the middle of it. He's, he's still there uh, as an actual physical presence that I still get to sit there and listen and learn from him today. And, um, and uh, you know, for many, many years, he had um, uh, his, his school's called Range Master. And uh, for many, many years, he had uh, an indoor range in Memphis and, uh, you know, did a lot of teaching there. And, uh, you know, after uh, retiring with his uh, lovely wife, Lynn, to Florida. So now he just teaches on the road and, um, and he teaches, um, lots of classes. And I think he's probably one of the, uh, better people to go to, to learn how to be an instructor. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, if, if you're in the, um, you know, law enforcement world and whatever, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, state instructor school, this, or you can, you know, if you can get into the FBI uh, uh, instructor field school, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to go to that many years ago. Um, th- there's places you can go like that, but but there aren't too many places that uh, or, or schools that, you know, will teach you uh, how, how to be an instructor uh, mm-hmm. and bring your skills up to the level that you are going to be demanding from from the students. And he does that, you know, both for handgun and shotgun and, and so on. So I, I think that, uh, um, um, he does a really good revolver class also revolver instructor I, I, class. I, I, absolutely. And, uh, uh, you know, if I were, I think, I think I'd like to take his, his, his revolver class because, um, I need to brush up. It's been years since I've taken any instruction with a revolver and I'm, and I'm instructing revolver. Um, yeah, some things haven't changed at all, but it, it also at the same time, there, there are, there are, uh, different ways of doing things. And, um, and, and I know Tom started, uh, you know, at least most of his career, he carried a revolver. He was a longtime, um, uh, uh, officer with, uh, Memphis PD. And, um, uh, he, he had uh, a lot of practical experience and he's one of those few instructors that, um, uh, had to deal with, you know, um, actual, you know, threats and, and, and deadly confrontations both while as a serving officer and as a civilian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, we, and he was on the podcast in episode uh, 73. If somebody wants to listen to him talking about instructor development, because he's uh, definitely one that been around and has uh, developed a lot of instructors over the decades. He, he really has. I, I think, uh, I, I think if there's any single person that is, that is teaching right now, uh, I, I don't know of another one that is putting out 
as many instructors as he is and that are good instructors. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, if you don't, if you don't make the grade, you don't make the grade. <laughs> it's, it's uh, not, as we say, no cop left behind. <laughs> and, and I know in the civilian uh, world, uh, there's been several instructors that uh, are guests we've had on the podcast that have been graduates of uh, range master school. And uh, I can honestly say, I know how those people shoot and they, sh and they are very good instructors. And that's one of the reasons why we have them on the, on the show to pass that information on to other people. And yeah. Tom's one that I would uh, definitely recommend hands down. If he's in your area yeah, absolutely. to uh, take whatever, whatever course he's teaching, you will learn, you will learn valuable skills. Yeah. And, um, um, he is, he has the knack. He has the knack in terms of not just knowing things, but getting them across to you in a way that you get it and, and it sticks and it'll stick for one of whatever reasons it'll stick because he used humor or it'll stick because he used, um, uh, you know, a story or an experience or, or whatever that it takes. Uh, he has the knack of getting the concept to you and then you remembering it. Um, and still learning that. Mm -hmm. Yep. We're all learning, uh, learning those, those, uh, different ways of connecting with people. Uh, so who do you have, who do you have, uh, on your list? Uh, yeah. so, uh, I, I guess, um, um, the, the, the last one that I, uh, uh, think we should probably talk about is Ken Hackthorne. And, um, so he would, he, you know, uh, fortunately, uh, Ken is still alive and kicking and, uh, uh, enjoying retirement in Idaho. Um, and I luckily got to train with him three times over the years. Um, and I, I was in his second to the last class that he taught. Wow. Uh, and, um, uh, about. 10 months before that, I think that was in 2018. I think it was in 2018. And I think he taught his last class, I think in 2019. And, uh, in the, in the J January of that year of, I guess, 2018, I, 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 um, I, I know Ernest Langdon and I saw Ernest at, at the shot show. And of course we, we, we chatted and he said, Hey, are you going to take that, uh, Ken Hackathon class that Bill Wilson is host hosting? And I went, uh, no, I wasn't aware of it. He goes, he goes, dude, he's, he's only got a couple classes left. And sure enough, he, he, he had one then and he had one that he was in teaching in the spring and he, and he was hanging it up and, uh, I, I was able to get in it. And, um, and so I, so I trained with him probably over a 10 year period. Um, uh, you know, you know, one time was probably in the late two thousands. And then the second time was probably, I don't know, maybe 2010, 2011, and then, um, then, then again, not, you know, not for another like eight years after that or seven years after that. And, um, and, uh, yeah. And he, he, he is kind of in every way, uh, kind of a giant in, in, in the industry and in the industry, by the industry, I mean, all parts of, the, uh, of the firearms industry, not mm -hmm. just training. Uh, he, you know, he, he, was often, you know, paid to consult with, you know, the big name factories who would, you know, get his advice, you know, they pay him to go up there, 
uh, you know, hang around, watch, do stuff. And then he'd give all his suggestions. And then, you know, he'd say, well, you know, they then promptly would not do any of the things I <laughs> mentioned, but, but that's okay. They're check cash. But he would, he would, you know, you know, and he had, he, so he had a lot of insight um, on everything, on every single part of, of it, you know, uh, ammo, uh, you know, he'd watched it being made and he knew the guys that made it and who designed it. Um, the guns, uh, uh, the, the drills, the, the meta training, training about training. It, it, the, he'd been active for so long within the industry in so many facets that uh, he, that it was it was truly a mind-boggling amount of of knowledge that he had, and um, he he would he would he would share whatever was appropriate at that moment, and so. With him, it, the, the learning didn't stop from when you got there to when you finished for the day. And um, I'm lucky to have, um, uh, you know, trained with him several times. And so having said all that other stuff, he really was a tremendously good um, um, firearms instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- there's a reason why uh, people like, you know, Larry Vickers, who I've luckily gotten to train with once or twice, um, you know, see him as a mentor mm-hmm. that, 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 that's saying a lot, you know, yeah. well, Ken was on podcast episode three. So he was one of the very, oh, very early, early guests. And the one thing I will say about it, and this is one of those things where it takes a little bit for it to sink in, but he was mm-hmm. talking about te- uh, training your students for what they need, not what they want. So much of <laughs> yeah. today is, 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 as he was calling showmanship to where, okay, yeah. you can go along and do this and do that, but it ain't going to help you at all. And he was like, you know, as firearm, uh, instructors, defensive firearm instructors specifically, we owe it to our students to give them the proper training so that if they are in that, um, terrible time, you know, the worst, worst time of their life that they can take in and defend themselves, defend their families, uh, pro, uh, pro- properly instead of going along and relying on uh, tricks and gimmicks and different things like that of, you know, having the proper skills, they're not going to rely on, you know, some fancy site, or they're not going to rely on, you know, a fancy yeah. trigger or, you know, some special way that only works in limited number, but actually give them what they're going to need in order to, um, persevere. And that's where it was, uh, I think I was probably the last or the like the second to last uh, podcast interview that he ever did because uh, he had already moved out to Idaho. He was enjoying himself and we had to do some, um, some fun stuff in order to connect him into the podcast that time. Well, you know, then, then, you know, we share that in common in that I'm glad that you got your, you got matter of fact, you know, I think I'm envious of you in that you, you got him for a podcast, you know, uh, I think that, I think that's really cool. We we had a very good conversation. He's one of yeah. one of the favorite guests that I've had on. Had a lot of favorites, but you know, early on and for a giant of the industry. And I'll tell you, even this, uh, I talked to him, did the podcast, and then they had the NRA annual meeting down in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. I was asked him if he was going to be there. He's like, Yeah, I'll be there at the Wilson Combat Booth. And it's like, Okay, I'll look you up. You know when I came there, it was like I was his old uh, long lost brother. I mean, he was just so genuine yeah. and everything just, you know, talked to me for a little while, remembered, you know, what the podcast was about and was yep. just a really, really great experience. Great person. 
yeah. Uh, I, I, I had a, I had a, I had a similar experience. I hadn't seen him in, you know, from the second time I trained with him to, uh, you know, to, I ran into him again was probably, I ran into him probably in 2017, I think. Okay. At, at the shot show. So I'm walking around the shot show and, you know, since I was no longer full-time with an agency, I was able to, you know, grow this beard, mm-hmm. you know, so what all cops do is, you know, they grow a beard because <laughs> it's like, I couldn't do it before. And I run into him and I just stick out my hand and say, and I just said, sir, it is good to see you. You have no reason to remember me, but I, I trained with you a couple of times. It's been many years. It's a pleasure to see you here. And so I'm good. Right. Mm-hmm. And he stops, kind of leans his head and he goes, do you still smoke cigars and shoot that beat the hell Richard Heine government model? <laughs> there you go. And I went, I, yeah, yes. <laughs> so that, uh, that was, you know, uh, a real cool thing. And, you know, like amongst the coolest things that, you know, they mean whatever they mean to you. You know, when you, when you, when you're doing something that you're passionate about, like teaching and, and you want to become a good teacher and you people tell you you're a good teacher and, and all that stuff is, is really nice. But there are moments that, uh, are, are kind of special, uh, even though they kind of may not mean much. And I'll tell you exactly what I mean. The next year, uh, 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 Ken, I think, is still affiliated with um, um, the Firearms Trainers Association, and yes, um, he is. And um, you know, um, NCCW Safe, and so uh, they had a they had a dinner, they had a you know a gathering at their uh, you know house mm-hmm. uh, one one of the evenings, and you know, I, I I was invited to go, and there was a guy that I I I. Uh, was at the show with who is a retired local officer that I, uh, you know, used to instruct with. And, and so we're standing there. We, you know, it's, it, it's a who's who, right. Of, of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're sta- standing there each with a beverage and, you know, my friend kind of goes, he's looking at the table. He goes, is that Larry Vickers? I go, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's Larry Vickers. But next to him, that's Ken Hathorne. And so on. And then some guy walks by and I go, that, that's Jeff Gonzalez. And, you know, kind of went like that. And there was a third person at the table who had his back to me. So I, you know, I couldn't tell who he was. And anyway, we're talking. And about 15 seconds later, that guy gets up, turns a, you know, I, a corner of the island in the kitchen, walks up to me, Dave Spaulding. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. He sticks his hands out. At, we'd never met. And he goes, hi, I'm Dave Spaulding. I said, sir, it's a pleasure to meet you. He goes, Ken Hackathorn said, you're somebody I should meet. <laughs> there you right? go. That's <laughs> a heck so of a there, compliment. There, right. There's, there was my moment, right? And so the guy with me kind of turns and looks at me real slowly like, wow. <laughs> so that, so there, there, there was like a, a, an affirming moment. And, and I still don't know why uh, Ken said that, but it, I'll take it at face value and it was a compliment and that's how i got to meet dave spaulding mm-hmm. another gr- like great inter- interviewee that i've had on the podcast a couple times actually uh i've read a lot of his stuff uh you know before he got famous so to speak 
you know, he wrote a lot of excellent articles. Um, uh, you know, primarily at the time I used to read his stuff and like, um, the, uh, you know, the sister magazines were combat handguns and guns and weapons for law enforcement. And, um, and I, you know, I learned a lot from him in his articles, especially in the nineties was when I first learned who he was. And then, you know, before he retired and did a lot of instructing, but, um, um, I, I, I've not gotten a chance to train with him. Um, and I think he's about to hang it up. So, yeah, I've, I've taken one of his classes again, because ours didn't line up and he's only 40, 50 miles away from me. And we haven't, mm -hmm. we've, uh, we've only been able to connect once in the last, uh, three years since I met him and I'm on his waiting list, hopefully to get into his full week, um, complete dump of, uh, knowledge next year. And those are yeah. going to be the last classes he teaches. And I'm really hoping that I can get in there. So fingers crossed that the, 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 the stars Excellent. will align for me. So, so there, I actually kept it kind of within time. Good. Which is uh, an oddity with me. And uh, so those are four guys that I, I, you know, not by my measure, but I think by everybody's measure are, are legends in, in this field. And, um, and that I was lucky enough to train, to train with them. Um, yeah. there, there's some others that I would put, you know, kind of in the same category, but I think four is good. Mm -hmm. And I, I like it. it. That's really good because I got two, two of the four I've actually had on the podcast before. So that's even better on the selection of the guests that we have. We're, we're bringing some good names here. Oh, well, Hey, Annie, uh, we've been asking all our guests this year to recommend a book or another instructor that instructors should go and, uh, check out, um, similar to the list you had, but you know, s something to read or, or train with, uh, that will improve themselves that you think is, uh, would be very beneficial. You have, uh, something in mind. Well, uh, I'll mention two things along aside, along with what we were talking about earlier. Uh, John Farnham, uh, a couple of his books are still out there. Uh, I think it's the Farnham method of shotgun and rifle shooting. And, um, uh, th th those are available and I, I would, you know, and Tom Givens, uh, again, he's published a, a, a lot of good material and he's got a, an excellent, um, uh, basically like a guide to concealed carry. And it's like everything about it, the guns, the gear, the whatever. Um, and, um, and Ken Hackathorn, although he wrote uh, thousands of articles, um, I think uh, that, you know, if people want to get a sense of him and his ideas, there is a really excellent series of interviews uh, that he does with Bill Wilson mm -hmm. um, that are really, really, you know, just, they're, they're just really enjoyable. And, and um, uh, they're, they're certainly not about tactics, but but they're, they're, you know, his presence is still out there and available and so on. So yeah, I saw um, Ken and Bill Wilson, one of the, uh, videos they made on YouTube, uh, was out and it was talking about 1911, just how yep. it functions and the history behind it. And it's one of those where if you're a gun person, you watch it and you pick up on all these little great little nuggets yeah. that I didn't know that I didn't realize this yeah. because between Ken Hackathorn and Bill Wilson, they've got quite a bit of, uh, you know, knowledge and history covered, yeah. you know, from the early days in 1911s, you know, when they were mainly military all the way to where they are today to where they're, you know, some of them, some of the you know best looking firearms that somebody can carry. Well, uh, that 
before I digress too much, that, that's a really good point. I, 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 I see people that say stuff like, uh, you know what? Um, uh, you, you know, you shouldn't do that to your, to your 1911, you know, uh, what, like, you know, Bill Wilson smarter than John Moses Browning. And I've, you know, I've seen people write this stuff. I'm like, I, you know, I really don't know who is smarter. Uh, but what I do know is that Browning designed an aw- awesome gun and then he moved on to design other guns. That was his job. Mm-hmm. And it was an era where, you know, the, 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 the 1911 was considered, uh, you know, uh, truly, um, 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 like it uh, sturdy and longevity and, you know, cause it, it you know, it lasted over 6,000 rounds, right? How many, how many 1911s have been personally through Bill Wilson's hands? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know how many thousands, right? Yep. And the, the, and, and uh, how, how do you make a pistol shoot well for 50,000 rounds? Uh, so, you know, th- that knowledge is not to be underestimated. Um, and then you you know who's he sitting and talking to? He's sitting there talking to Ken, who's probably watched likely, oh I don't know, probably about five million rounds of launched through 1911s. You know th- those are data points that John Browning didn't have. Mm-hmm. So, but definitely. Um, uh, th- that those those are uh, what 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 come to mind. Okay. Well, where can people find more information about Hanuman Mood and the training classes you'll be uh, offering? Um, sometime soon, um, I, 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 I'll, I'll have a, I'll have my website up and, um, and, uh, I think the earliest that I will, you know, ha- have, uh, stuff posted, uh, to teach is in the spring, hopefully, if I can make that all happen. Um, you know, I, I, um, so the, my, you know, the company is, uh, have gun will travel. And if you don't know what that is, that means you're too young. And, uh, if, if you, if it made you smile when you heard it, that means you were a fan of, you know, fifties and sixties cowboy shows on TV. Um, um, with, with, with the legend, Richard Boone anyway. Um, and, uh, also, uh, uh, Palisades training group, um, you know, um, Guy, uh, Schnitzler and Alan McBee and Steve Moses. Uh, I'm like the fourth musketeer, uh, you know, um, I will never be, there will never be four musketeers, but you know, I, I'm, I, I'm the guy to be named later uh, in that it, it's uh, it's a pleasure to teach uh, for them um, when they um, need it or want it, or, you know, it's a topic that they think that I can maybe address. So. That's great. Well, we definitely appreciate your uh, time today for, uh, passing along the, the legends of uh, firearm instruction and uh, hopefully everybody gets a lot of information, goes out and searches out these instructors, their books and their training classes for the ones that are still with us before they uh, all retire. And all we have are YouTube videos and uh, books to look at. So thanks, Hanny. Indeed. It is my pleasure, sir. That's a wrap on this episode. And let's announce this week's podcast prize winner. This week's winner is Kyle. And he won a ready up gear two pack of 16, 340 rechargeable batteries. The next prize is a palm pepper spray. Great for those non-permissive environments. Visit podcast.concealedcarry.com to enter in for our weekly prize giveaway. And remember, you can't win without entering, and your entries do not carry over from week to week. Check out our website, where you can search for various topics from teaching students with handicaps to additional training available to instructors at firemtrainerpodcast.com. 
you have any ideas for new episodes, suggestions on guests to have, or feedback, please email me at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Visit our sponsors, especially the Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com. Check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. We're bringing this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.